Today we are going to travel with a traveling Welshman who right now is in Taipei, Taiwan and is a volunteer there. But before we get into this episode, I was just wondering before putting out this podcast that is it the right time to uplift the quarantine in some of the countries in Europe? I'm really not sure about it. It is like we have to live with the virus now and be more careful than ever. And I think I think that as a traveler, we have to do our part for making travel safe for us as well as for the people around us. So just think before you start packing your stuff because I know we are all excited to just get out there and explore more. But just keep yourself safe and keep in mind all the regulations and I think you will be fine. Do let me know like what do you think of this idea of removing the quarantine by just sending me a message on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook or even just sending me a mail on the hopelessnomad.com. But about today's episode, I had a chance to talk with Tom in around Feb end or March, I don't remember quite properly, but he has been traveling by himself to a different way of traveling. That is by doing volunteerships in different countries. He believes and now I do too after this amazing podcast that I recorded with him that instead of staying at a place for one or two weeks, volunteering or volunteerships give you a chance to stay there for months and explore the culture of that particular country in the right way. You can learn a new language, you can try any sort of food that you want, you can travel the whole country. So about this episode, just <laughs> sit down on a armchair or sofa or just keep standing and grab a beer, coffee, cappuccino or whatever your poison is and listen to this amazing episode with traveling Welshman Tom Perry Jones. Thank you for being here today and welcome to the podcast of In No Maths Way. to a Nomad's Way podcast where we share the exploits and advices of travel gurus for making your travel easy and affordable. And now your host, who wish on making travel a global religion, Kunal, aka The Hopeless Nomad. Because I've always wondered, actually, because obviously there's plenty of people that have their websites from their own blogs. But I've always noticed that there's a lack of just something like this, a podcast, someone, uh, what someone can listen to, get advice, uh, people have the same kind of mindset. So I've always seen it as something that should have been done, really. Yeah, it's a fantastic idea. Yeah, thank you. And uh, like the, the main aim of this podcast is to just like motivate uh, the listener. I would say, mm-hmm. and uh, just motivate them that there is, it's not difficult to travel. You just have to just get up really and just click that, that button or just book the ticket. So like, uh, if, exactly. yeah, if after listening to this pod- podcast, one person get up and books his ticket, I win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you just kind of need that extra push because yeah, people say all the time, like, oh, you're so brave for what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. But really, it's just just the first step. You just go there, and once you're there, then you find out it's just the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. It really, isn't that difficult? For sure, for sure, uh, totally. So, 
to start off this uh, this podcast, would you tell uh, more about yourself, your story, where you come from, where you are right now, to all the audience that we have out here? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm 25 years old and I'm from Wales in the UK. And I studied biomedical science for three years in Cardiff. But come to the end of the three years, I wasn't really like, happy with where my life was going. I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. So I just decided, okay, I'll go for like one last trip, if you will, like an adventure before like I got back and continued a career or something like that. Yeah. So I decided to go backpacking to Australia. Mm-hmm. And from day one, it just hit me like, oh my God, this is actually what I'm supposed to be doing because nothing else I'd done up to that point had made me that happy. And it just completely blew my mind. And pretty much ever since on and off for the last three years, uh-huh. I've been yeah, just backpacking across as many places as possible. So actually for the last two years, I spent in China working as an English teacher. Oh, wow. From there, I had the opportunity to, you know, go to countries close by, uh, maybe only for like a couple of days at a time, seeing as I had to work too. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it was an opportunity for me to see, you know, different cultures, different countries close by. And yeah, yeah so I finished doing that four or five months ago. And ever since then, it's been back to pure backpacking. So going through. Japan and now currently I'm here in Taiwan, which I'm pretty much made the decision I'm gonna stick around here for a while too. Oh that's that's amazing man. So how did this idea of traveling came into your mind? Was it the boredom that you were going through back in Cardiff or was it something else? Like was it someone inspired you to just go on a on a backpack travel? Well I suppose in like kind of um yeah, mixed into the last kind of year university when I wasn't really sure what I was doing with my life. And at the same kind of time, yeah. I started seeing, um, yeah, watching kind of travel documentaries, travel programs, and thinking, like, mm-hmm. I would love just to go on one trip, even if it's just for a couple of months, and then come back and continue like a career or whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. But then as soon as I went on that very first trip, then I just knew that this is all I want to do now. Like, Everything else can be put on hold. I just want to travel. That's all that really motivates me at this point. What, what changed? What was that that moment that came into your life? You were like, okay, I just have to travel now. Well, really, well, I've always had like a love for travel because uh-huh. I kind of put it down to my parents. Like they, like we come from a working class family, so not rich whatsoever. Yeah. But every year. They would save all the money that they had that year and treat the family to a holiday. Uh-huh. And it was never anything like, um, nothing too fancy. It was mostly like going over to Spain, France, countries close by. Yeah. But like, I don't remember much of my childhood, but pretty much every single holiday that I've been to, I can remember or something special about that holiday. Yeah. So I pretty much put down the early inspiration down to my parents for that one. And yeah, I just wanted to treat myself to one like last big adventure as I thought of it, but then it kind of turned into a three, four year adventure that doesn't seem to have an end to it. That's pretty, pretty amazing. That's quite inspiring. Like, what are you doing? Just picking up a bag and going to a different country and just doing it. That's actually why I love the title that you have. Um, yeah, 
I love being called a nomad. To me, that's the yeah. best kind of word to describe exactly what I am because <laughs> all the time people will ask me, so, so where do you live now? I, I don't. I don't live anywhere. <laughs> Wherever I am at that night, that's where I live. All the possessions I have are in two backpacks. So I don't have one place. I just set up camp wherever I feel happy and stay there for as long as I want. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. Yeah, that's so, pretty much my life. I don't know. Yeah. And about like going into different countries, how do you select them? Or uh, is there something that you, uh, that you do while living there? There is something like you were talking about volunteership before and you mm -hmm. were pretty excited yes. about it. So, well, so I'm kind of taking it step by step in a way because I feel it would be a shame if I miss somewhere out. Even if I don't know that much about it, that's mm -hmm. even more of a reason for me to go there to actually see it for myself. But yeah, we quickly like talked about volunteering and it was something I utilized very early on in my travels because I realized it's a way of extending my stay somewhere for almost next to no money at all and all the while it gives me such a richer experience than if I just went from hostel to hostel. Yeah. And even to even to now that's actually what I'm doing here in Taiwan, um, in Taipei right now, where I'm volunteering in a hostel. So they expect just at the most maybe four hours of work a day, which is not even like heavy work. There's no one there like really over your shoulder checking every second what you're doing is very relaxed and mm -hmm. the rest of the time I have to myself in this city and I haven't paid a single penny to be here as of now. <laughs> so how did you find the place? Uh, did you use some tools or something? Well, the one website I always use and I always recommend it to everyone I speak to is uh, workaway.org. I don't know if you've heard of it before. Yeah. <laughs> but that is such an amazing website really because you like, pay, uh, pay a membership to join, which is I think only around maybe 15 euros for like two years subscription. Um, basically okay. you get like an unbelievable amount of hosts that uh, offer so many different kinds of opportunities too. So like, for example, you have hostels, yeah. uh, you have families that will want you in their house either to help with housework or to expose their children to a new kind of language kind of thing or working in a farm just unbelievable amount of and variety of different options yeah. to do this kind of thing so uh, when i know i'm going somewhere such as taiwan mm -hmm. that's the first thing i do i go on the website and i browse all the different kind of places that i'm able to volunteer send out okay. a few messages asking if i'm able to come there and depending on the ones that select me and say yeah no problem you can come here then I kind of base my trip around them. So it lets me stay somewhere for much longer and I'm spending next to no money whatsoever while I'm here. Well, all right. So that's a tip for, for all the nomads out there, at least. <laughs> so coming back to, uh, yeah. <laughs> coming back to backpacking, like, uh, was there any sense of fear when you were deciding to go to Australia or from Australia to China? Initially, yes. It's, incredibly scary i can understand how people find it as quite a scary concept to like leave everything behind yeah. just go to a completely strange country mm -hmm. for, for somewhere like australia actually that i'm very glad i started with australia because for one thing it's an english-speaking country which obviously makes things so much easier straight away yeah because yeah, sure. difficulty <laughs> to understand. yeah and it's the country which has such an established 
backpacking routes as well. Mm-hmm. Like every single backpacker will follow the same kind of routes up the east coast, go to the same places. And more often than not, actually on my trip, I would run into the same people every mm-hmm. single place I'd go because everyone follows the same route. It's so well established for you. And there, it was a very good place to like, welcome me to the world of backpacking. And then when I started to go places more like uh, Indonesia or China, yeah, like as much as I would have thought that it would have been scary, like it just everything seems to come together. Anytime I'm like worried about something, like how do I get to this place or how do I find a place to stay, yeah, it just always works out as long as you. Just kind of use your common sense kind of thing. Like, oh, if I go to this place, if I ask a couple of people, then they're bound to help me. People are hugely so friendly with you anyway. They will help you out. And to this day, you know, I practically have like zero fear when it comes to going somewhere new. I just have that confidence to feel like I don't exactly know how I'm going to sort this out. But I just have the confidence that I can go and try to find out. Oh, that's that's beautiful. <laughs> it's really amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's really pretty. But yeah, I can understand people's like apprehension to that kind of thing because when everything goes well, then yeah, of course, there's no problem. But people yeah. kind of get scared if there is a problem. Like, yeah, like, what if I miss a bus? What if I miss a flight or something like that? Yeah. And really, it's just no different to if you were back home. If a problem comes up, you, you just deal with it. Mm-hmm. You deal with it in some way. You find a way to overcome that problem. Was was there any yeah, particular exactly. was there any particular experience in your in your trial tales that was like uh, there was what sorry. that was there any experience in your in your journey like which uh, made you like oh shit like this is this is different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad you swore actually because I was afraid I had to keep my language good. <laughs> so. <laughs> Right, so I think to me, what defined this was exactly what I was supposed to do. In about a year ago, I was in Hong Kong, and I arrived there and I booked the hostel, but I hadn't paid yet. But I was in a situation that I had no money in the bank, had no money on me, mm-hmm. and then I asked like the hostel owner, like, um, "Can I please that pay you tomorrow or something?" And they said. Oh, actually hard to pay now so like in that situation i'm broke in a strange country and not for a second did i even consider okay i have to go home now like i'm done like i'm a panic like not for a second all i could think was i just had to find a way to sort this out like i'm not going home i'm not giving up now i'm staying here no matter what and you know uh, i just happened to with the people i'd met along the way during my travels, so nice of them. I just told them my situation and they said, no problem, I can loan you the money. Send mm-hmm. me the money just for that very night, pay for my hostel. Next day I have some money in my bank and it was all sorted. So I know a lot of people in that situation that you know, would have been like terrifying, thinking, okay, I have to give up now, it's done. Yeah, but totally. no matter how bad it gets, in that second do I ever consider, okay, that's it, that's the end of my journey. I'll just do whatever it takes. To keep myself on the road. Well, okay, yeah, that's uh, that's just the point. Like, just keep your eyes open, keep your options open. And, and, uh, exactly, there'll always be an yeah. opportunity. Yeah, and uh, like, what ch- changed in yourself, like from the Tom that was in Cardiff and the Tom that is right now? <laughs> <laughs> what 
what is the difference? So, honestly, I don't think that anything's really changed that much, but the very, very typical kind of traveler line of, oh, wow, I've learned so much about myself. <laughs> <laughs> People say, but it actually is like really true because nothing, nothing's ever like changed, like my values or what, uh, what makes me passionate. But all traveling has, has highlighted that. Like, let me know exactly what it is that motivates me, what exactly does make me feel passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, by traveling, it just allows you that freedom to actually be exactly who you want to be, which is very you know, easy line. But yeah. you know, it's true because there's no restrictions. You're able to do exactly whatever it is that you want to do. Whatever motivates you, then you can go and do it. No one's there to tell you what to do. Yeah. And so uh, I always like that's yeah. one thing I've always loved about that's that's nice that's nice and uh, so what is what is the next step now like is there any culture or experience that you want to explore that is in the cards right now uh, well actually um, so yeah I spent the last three months in Japan and then I came to Taiwan because uh, I saw it as kind of a next step because like obviously in the future uh, I want to go here, I want to go here, I want to go here. Yeah. But the benefit of living kind of a nomad life is if I find somewhere that I like, find uh, something about that particular place that I do like, then I can stay there. Like there's no set plans in my future. So that's why I spent around a month here in Taiwan, in Taipei now. And actually I come to the decision like, you know what, I actually want to stay here for a little bit. And basically I'm going to try um, I'm in the process of like trying to find a job and things like that while I'm here mm -hmm. because there's no reason why I enjoy being here. I think. Yeah, that's, that's nice. So this was, it's pretty amazing to talk to you and getting, I'm pretty getting inspired by you. Oh, I'm already looking for some options right now. <laughs> Thanks. <man. laughs> and, uh, yeah, for like, <laughs> Thanks, final, love, man. yeah, like for a final question, I would ask you, what is, that one tip or that value that would, you would like to give to the nomads out there? For me personally, I always, always recommend volunteering. Like mm -hmm. Always, because to me, that's what changes a one, two week trip to a three or four month trip. Like it really does make that much of a difference when you're, of course, saving the money is a huge aspect of budget travel, which is one of my main concerns always. Yeah, you know, saving an unbelievable amount of money, you're exposed as well to yeah. You get a better exposure to the culture because you're living with local people. These local people will show you their culture, experience it with you, take you to places that you never would have found online on the like the must-do list. Mm -hmm. Take you to places where no one knows about except the locals. And endlessly, no matter where I go, I will always look to volunteer somewhere because to me. That really has extended my travels and given me a richer experience more than anything. So I always recommend that to any traveler I speak to. That's that's perfect. I will look for some options for myself too. For sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like because yeah, you come you you come up with some like very like unique things because you get the typical ones like yeah, hostel or yeah. farm. No, obviously. But, like um, yeah, but, like two months ago I stayed. In a, over, Christ, no, over Christmas, actually, I stayed in a Buddhist temple uh -huh. where, with a couple of family and it, 
that year. That was just a mind-blowing experience, something I never would have found otherwise. I was just, you know, hopping from hostel to hostel. Yeah. And yeah, it just gives you experience. A money can't buy experience, really. That's what it does. That is true. That is totally true. So uh, with this, we'd like to end this particular episode. And for sure, like, man, like, I wish you all the best. And I... I hope you. <laughs> I hope that you keep traveling, and you might come to the show again when you have visited like all the all the countries of the in the world. And absolutely, <laughs> man, I'd love to anytime. <laughs> yeah, and we we will get to talk again on more specific experiences and what more things that you will learn in in your journey. It'd be a pleasure, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this, and this really means a lot to me. And well, uh, thank you, man. Yeah, and I hope like people learn from it and just go travel. Yeah, exactly. That's all I really want to like inspire yeah. people to do. Yeah. Everyone back home that's living their normal nine to five lives should yeah, live our lives. The thing is, everyone likes the notion of traveling. They're like, but they're I don't know. There is some sense of of risk, or there 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 is fear in them that doesn't yeah, allow exactly. them to get out of their stable life but besides, it's just getting too comfortable with the life you have and yeah. thinking it's that one big step you just gotta jump in and once yeah. you're there you realize actually it's the easiest yeah. thing in the world yeah exactly and it's it's and for me like the backpacking and uh, traveling without money is like the best experience and a lot of people would totally negate with me like because they have different experiences when they're spending a shit ton of amount of money on like luxury travels and everything. I respect that too, but yeah, but the things that you learn when you are broken, traveling in a totally new country and uh, things that you experience is you cannot experience them in uh, a cruise. Oh yeah, exactly. Because I just can't understand if uh, like some people, they, if they would go to a country and like spend money on like a five-star hotel, like are you fucking kidding me here? <laughs> Like the amount that I could travel on the money that you just spent for one night in a hostel, uh, yeah. hotel is unbelievable. Yeah, that is true. But yeah, you got to respect that too. Like, okay, you have the money, you can spend it. All right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. If that's what you want to do. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, everyone has their different ways of traveling, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to me, it's always been the less money I spend, the more I can also lose the travel. Totally. So that's how the calculation I Yeah, that is, that is perfect. If you think this particular episode brought you with any value, leave a comment, like, follow, or whatever you want. And if you want to say hi or just share any of your beautiful travel stories, head over to hopelessnomad.com and just subscribe to the email list. Thank you for listening. Until next time.